Well, hello and welcome everyone to this special episode on Bus Talk. Leadership Studio presents the Corner Office. And let me begin with a short story. While we were growing up, I mean climbing up the management ladder, it was a dream to be in the corner office. And we worked tirelessly to get across the aisle, you know, starting from the far end of the corridor and grinding it out in the middle, navigating through competition, commotion, promotions and tons of hard work. Then one day when it was time and we were just ready to move in, the corner office disappeared. The work culture had changed to open seating, which meant everybody now sat across the floor instead of the proverbial corner office, which as it stands today is nothing but your own home office. Such is life, or as they say, And so in today's discussion, I will talk with somebody who has been a bona fide occupant of that corner office for a long time and share what it takes to get there. Friends, I have a fascinating discussion lined up for you today. So if you are a sales leader or aspire to be one or just a new manager, this podcast will surely leave you with some nuggets to better understand the corporate world around you. The questions are aimed to make you think and reflect, not just at your leadership quotient today, but how it may shape your career tomorrow. It's about everything you wanted to know, but were hesitant to ask. To help us understand better, I have invited a seasoned sales leader to share an unconstrained point of view on the why, what and how of sales leadership. Inviting this personality is a bit nostalgic, a bit dramatic, a bit fantastic and a bit cathartic. One tends to remember those who helped shape your thinking in formative management years. This person has been the proverbial alpha sales leader for most part, having led complex businesses from Lotus to Oracle to his latest AI-based fintech venture Goals 101. With strong Netritva skills, he led his leadership team, the Netritva team, to great success. He's a directory on Art of War and for many of his diehard fans, he's God's gift to management kind and sets fire to leadership style content and quotient. Ladies and gentlemen, I am delighted to welcome Mr. Sandeep Mathur. All right, now to the rapid fire questions. Sandeep, this is the section where you answer as spontaneously, honestly as you can. <laughs> All right. Not that you haven't, but I'm right. just saying. First up, MS Dhoni or Virat Kohli, a better leader? Dhoni. Why? Well, because Dhoni brought out the best in everybody without being in your face. Virat is too much in your face. And I think every celebration doesn't have to be like as if there is no tomorrow or, or you know, I mean, ultimately, you just got a catch, right? It's not that, you know, you've changed the face or history of, uh, of Indian cricket. So, yeah. All right. Your leadership style, confrontational or non-confrontational? Confrontational, challenging in a lot of cases. Yeah. What do you say to people who do extra surgeries? Oh, please uh, <laughs> give me a break. Just because we are tolerant doesn't mean that 
one doesn't know that you're a suck up. <laughs> I have a question on that. One word for people who shamelessly suck up to bosses. I think there was a time that you could hang on to people's coattails. Gone, done, will not happen anymore. I, I don't see that as a formula of success. Career gaps, do they make people incompetent? No, they don't. I think career gaps going forward will be essential. I think management is going to start looking and India will always be behind. I think in Western world, they've started looking at it as a positive because frankly, if somebody told me that I came out of COVID and I want to take a gap for six months because I want to reevaluate what was important in life, I think that's being very honest with yourself because it has raised number of questions. The trouble, the trouble is the maturity of the people hiring or recruiting. I completely agree with you, and, and that's why I said that the set of recruiters and their and their rules and and the new age companies, it's all starting to change. It's all about you being able to tell a story. Look at all the all the consumer products that are doing well they're all about telling a story yeah and so the the fact of the matter is that you should be able to tell an honest story if your story is good people will talk to you look at you all of that the recruiter set of rules have gone out of the door i think those are things that people are going to look at going at least smarter people smarter companies will not look at that at least i don't do you worry about algorithms selecting people not really i i actually don't though in, in the final evaluation i'll always look for cognitive and emotional which algorithms can do parts of but not really to be highly successful and so i will use them to my benefit and advantage but the final decision will still be based on these two factors promotions are for past performance or future potential if you had to pick one promotions only indicate past performance they don't predict what's going to happen in the future because hard to do that hard to put you in a place and see how you're going to do and so people will tell you that they're promoting you because they believe you're a future leader well how do you gauge that how do you put a person up and say i know this person will do an incredible job so unless you're put in that position so to honestly it is based on past performance and some glimpse into the future in terms of what this person can achieve but that's you know that's an opinion that's not based on any hard fact or data one dangerous trait in a sales leader i can i will i shall <laughs> i can close right yeah the battle between marketing and sales <laughs> okay lines are blurring uh, <laughs> will always be there will always exist and some of that is actually healthy to challenge each other unfortunately in the tech companies role of marketing is fairly limited or used to be fairly limited because everything was evolving out of a push based selling process with the pull based selling process i think marketing is going to start finding their own now and so it's getting more and more important because i'm now discoveries happening online and therefore so marketing is will become very important in in the tech companies as well inside sales rolling into marketing field sales or being an independent department within itself what's your take independent completely independent i think the the inbound until we can create a bot which can also close deals i think the inbound way of getting a customer to come in and and a lot of companies have thought that people will download your product and therefore then they will buy the reality is you still need somebody to help them deploy answer question or create the success metric something that we spoke before right i i call them customer success more than anything else i would actually reterm sales people as customer success because that's really their job and um, and, and yeah so that should be independent i think completely independent and probably the most important thing that companies will have to invest in going forward field sales will always be fewer and fewer i think it's it's again one of those areas which is will become exceptionally good uh, as in for people who are doing it 
but it'll, the numbers will start drawing down significantly as they have over the years. I think it, that that will only accelerate in pace. But you will still need a few till there are large companies and you know mazes to navigate. You will require field sales, but inside sales is the is the is where the future is anyways. Has been in there for the last fifteen. What would you say to random job seekers on LinkedIn? Uh, why are you doing it? Doesn't help. I think you know. Also, I see a number of people who are employed with companies going out. I mean, obviously your employer is looking at you. What are you gaining out of it? I don't understand, right? So, like I said, focus on the story. Focus on where you are, where you want to go. What was your V1? What is your V2? What is your V3? Build that story. I think that's the most important thing. And try and find some common thread uh, along it. So, self-discovery. Uh, if anybody can take away anything, it'd be self-discovery, right? Do self-discovery first. What do you say to those who revolve their lives around chasing job titles, designations? Yeah, zero value. You know, has no value. I think in today's world, people can pick any title. I remember the, um, late 90s, country manager was a big thing. And so, when I became the country manager, it was wow, your country manager. Lotus, and then IBM made everybody a country manager. So, <laughs> so then there were some 300 country managers in IBM, right? So, <laughs> it's much like the vice president saying, exactly, in VP in banking or whatever, right? 300 VPs, That's and right. you're like, what happened? Exactly. So, so titles don't don't mean a thing, uh, and I keep on. I still find it funny when people introduce themselves by their title uh, and companies <laughs> that they work for. That's very very sad. You should be who you are. Like, who are you really? Like, give, I keep coming back to that theme, right? Who are you really is what you need to project to the world. Flashback to 1990, what would you say to yourself? Oh, I would have said, you know, I've, I've been a big fan of creating goals for myself, right? I would have I would have not stopped chasing my entrepreneur dream. I think I did one in, in early 2000, um, market sort of changed and I failed and I went back into corporate life and it took me uh, many, many number of years to then try it again. My note to myself would be that over the next 15 years, even 1990, I would say over the next 15 years, you know, try it at least three, four time so, so you know i wouldn't have worried about failure i would have kept going right i would have kept going on that journey right and what are the two or three things you would have done differently for the period of say 2000 to 2020 yeah like i said i think i would have explored yeah i think i would have explored entrepreneurial journeys much earlier uh, in life and i think you know that would be my thing because I, I i do believe that you know in today's world like i said i think if you're if you're working for a large company there is there is limited value to be honest that you create obviously companies will always tie you into a dream right and will make you believe that what you're contributing is is phenomenal and you know, what the company is doing is incredible and all of that. So it's very, I mean, that's the only way they keep you motivated is by by getting you sucked into a corporate dream. And, you know, you become a director and a senior director and a VP and a SVP and all of that. And so that's getting sucked into the dream and increasing your EMI. So and another note to myself, I would have actually stayed away from any EMIs if possible, right? Pay, pay off your loans because EMI, to my mind, is the biggest killer of all dreams. And so... A lot of people have told me I would have done it for my EMI, right? I have a house EMI or a car EMI and therefore I need X amount of money every month. Uh, And that reduces your risk appetite. So if you want to be, you know, if you want to increase your risk appetite and try new wonderful things, then make sure that you don't have any any such baggage. You know, I'm being realistic. You do need some because you've got to, you know, build or get a car or whatever. But challenge everything. I mean, today's world, you don't need a car. You don't need a house. You don't need to own these. So challenge yourself on each one of those assumptions is what I would say. You're saying no home loans? No home loans. No. Why do you need to have home loans? (laughs) 20-year home loans? Yeah. 
it's bizarre it's waste of time it's waste of effort waste of energy you know i'll probably sell everything i have all my assets in the next 5 years so yeah it, i i don't think it matters i i really think that um, i that, guess what you're trying to say is travel light yeah travel light exactly you know that those that's that's exactly the the philosophy i think going forward travel very light and just sort of take as many chances as you can excellent that brings us to the end of the rapid fire questions sandeep thank you so much it was really helpful really insightful and i really enjoyed the conversation Likewise Ian it was great great Well that was a fascinating discussion Sandeep thank you so much all the four sections of how what why and where and the rapid fire of course would have given a lot of insights to the set of people who to the audience but I'd like to turn over the mic to you and ask what was your experience like walking down the memory lane and jogging your management thought process what was your experience like oh thanks so much ian for inviting me and uh, for all the all your listeners who are who are listening in to me i think it was great you know i i always think that when you once you start talking about some of these things it actually triggers a lot of thoughts in your head and while i was talking there were things coming in my head and i started keeping sort of notes down uh, to to reflect more on on what i said now obviously for people who know me will know that some of these thoughts and ideas have evolved over a period of time and sorry if i'm disappointing you if i said something more <laughs> and you know after sort of 10 or 15 years you hearing me again i go oh really sandeep that's what you told me many years ago but but you know uh, heck we are all human and and you learn uh, over a period of time you know i've been to a number of webinars during the covid time and and talk about products and industry and all of that is very rare that you actually talk about the thing that you do every day which is which is about people and people management and and about sales and sales management which i hold so dearly my my parting comment on this will be uh, and if i if i can give you a piece of uh, i won't call it wisdom because wisdom is a higher level but but piece of something that you might want to explore further is to is to know yourself and and i know it's a easier said than done but try and figure out what's important for you in life uh, because that sort of becomes in some sense your guiding principles your guides uh, as you go along i see a lot of people who are disappointed who are angry who are uh, you know angry with generally the world over years because they've given it much more than they got from it and so i think it's very important to to know what you really want out of your career now you could always say that listen i don't know what i don't know and that's fair as well but then are you making moves and are you thinking deeply about all the actions you take so have fun enjoy yourself but also keep time for reflection i think uh, one of the things that modern education has taught us is that you know reflect and my kids both of them went through uh, ib and the and the key there thing is that any experiment that you do or anything you write you you always reflect we somehow in the noise we stop reflecting Uh, and noise of social noise of being busy we stop reflecting so i think very very important that you reflect back reflect at the actions that you're taking and keep your keep your compasses not just the moral compass but but just the compass of where you're going what do you really want to do if your guide rails are strong and solid you will you will generally be happy you will generally perform to sort of where you want to go and of course i will keep on saying this to everyone you know if you are in sales remember two things one is success comes from the from written down goals so write your goals and see them every day and write meaningful goals i think that's important that will come from reflection and the second thing is is that always an opportunity is always when you have the pain budget and decision people who known me 
know me talk about this all the time <laughs> half the time you get disappointed in sales is because you haven't asked these three questions so you're uh, saying banter is not out of fashion of course yes it's not out of fashion that will always be right that will always be and so even today we are conjuring up of the roi stuff and all of that so unless you have that you know you you will not find success in in sales so anyways i thought i'll leave you with these ideas thank you once again i am for inviting me and doing this uh, and i'm glad that you're publishing this series i think it should be helpful for a lot of uh, budding sales people and sales management and people who are looking to build a career in sales thank you so much once again thank you so much sandeep that was it precisely the idea to have the straight talk where people could get some real life understanding of uh, how you know the rubber meets the road and so that was a fascinating discussion and look forward to inviting you back again sometime soon all Thank right you. thank you bye then well that's all for now i hope you had a good time listening as much as i had sharing these thoughts and if you did do tune in to the other episodes of bus talk yes you could share them on facebook or twitter and with especially those who might appreciate similar content and if you need to talk to me or reach out to me you can use the twitter handle #gyanban spelled as g y a n b a n one word or email me on gyanban at gmail.com again spelled as g-y-a-n-b-a-n-n be sure to tune in next week there is a fascinating episode coming up for you till we meet again stay safe be well and bring your a-game to work ciao